0: Take their soul to the next level, and I've been able to partner with Mind Valley to present you guys with a ton of free master classes, between sixty and ninety minutes, covering mind, body, soul, relationships, and conscious entrepreneurship. Some of these master classes are taught by spiritual masters, relationship experts, best-selling authors legends in the personal growth and spirituality space, and so much more. So if you want to sign up for any of our free mind, body, and soul masterclasses, just head over to nextlevelsoul.com forward slash free. Now there's so many of us that have These negative ideas in our heads about us, the stories that we tell ourselves, these damaging, limiting beliefs that stop us from moving forward in life. And today's guest is here to help you through that. We have on the show Shelly Lefko. She has personally worked with thousands of individuals around the world using the Lefko method, and she has helped these people eliminate issues as serious as eating disorders, phobias, depression as well as everyday problems like procrastination, shyness, fear of public speaking, and much, much more. I really had a fantastic conversation with Shelly, and we even worked a little bit on some of the stuff that I'm holding on to. So let's dive in. I'd like to welcome to the show Shelly Lefko. How are you doing, Shelly? Hi, Alex. I'm great. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, You are Uh, many say an expert in limiting beliefs and things that we do to ourselves and we are as I've always said our worst enemy Um, just completely (laughs) destroy ourselves with our thoughts sometimes and it's a very powerful tool that we can use both for good and for evil in many ways so we're going to get into that but first how did you begin your journey doing this kind of work?
1: So um, I was uh, always involved in personal growth and not always, but for a long time. And uh, my husband, uh, my late husband, was on what he called a an intellectual spiritual journey on why people knew what to do and didn't do it. So we know going into relationships, oh, God, this is not a good relationship. And we stay in right? We know seatbelts save lives. Don't wear seatbelts. We know that eating well and exercise will make us live longer and feel better. And we don't do it. So he was really looking at his own life and in his own life, things should have turned out and they kept not turning out. So he was on a plane going to California and, um, we were pitching. It was interesting because we were pitching a, um, uh, the state of California was trying to get were trying to get people off welfare, and they were trying to find motivational um, people uh, people to motivate these people. So Morty was going to go and and do a pitch, and um, on the plane he started writing, and um, you know, kind of like Neil Donald Walsh, out of his hand came this um, uh, process, and he realized that. Um, I mean, he was a genius and he did create the process, but because he's humble, he always says he downloaded it, but um, it was based on the premise that our behavior and our emotions are caused by our beliefs now Alex I want to tell you this was 30 almost 35 years ago. So I used to say to people, you know, I help people eliminate beliefs and they would say, well, what do you mean? Like religious beliefs, people didn't even know what a belief was back then. And I'm going to tell you my definition in a minute. So he creates this process. He gets off the plane. He does it with these people. He does the process. He has them eliminate a belief. They hire him on the spot. Um, And we did this amazing thing in um, California and he came home and he said, I wanna show it to you. Even though at the time we were doing it in corporations more than one-on-one, he did it with a friend of ours who kept saying, I want a relationship. I wanna get married again. I wanna get married again. And um, he said to her, well, what do you believe? And he asked her a couple of questions and she started saying, well, marriage is suffocating and men are selfish and, you know, and these beliefs just were." And so he did the process on her and I watched And it was one of the most profound moments of my life because I felt like I was going to be knocked off the chair. I had a sense that that was why I was on the planet to do that. It was like this was my calling, this was it. And I've been doing it for 30 years with people in every country and every walk of life imaginable.
0: So, Uh, so what is your definition of a belief?
1: Great. So, a belief is a statement about reality that you believe is that you think is the truth. So if something you you said at the very beginning, we're gonna talk about limiting beliefs. The truth is, even though some of our beliefs have us have amazing outcomes and wonderful things and miracles, beliefs by their very definition are limiting because if something is true, something is not true. So it limits you no matter what it is. And it may limit you in a, in a powerful way, but a belief is limiting. So we just call them beliefs.
0: So can you walk life without beliefs? Can you like, as a, I mean, you have to believe that, like, I believe that I'm intelligent. I believe that I can find love. I believe that I am good at my job. I believe that I can lose weight easily and gain muscle fast. I, I know these people, I, I can't, but I know these people <laughs> who are like, Oh, I'll just lose 30 pounds in the next because they, but they actually believe it because they know, how to do it because they are professionals at it and trainers and stuff like that. So there are those kinds of beliefs. And there's also the other beliefs are like, all men are horrible. All women are idiots. Like all these kind of horrible beliefs that in many times are subconscious beliefs. Almost always, almost always. Right. It's not like you're walking around going, men are horrible. Men are horrible. No, it's kind of like, I saw my dad do something to my mom when I was younger and she, she cheated on my mom. And that's why all men are horrible. Is that a good line?
1: (laughs) Perfect. So, yes. So some of our beliefs serve us. Now, we do something at the end of our process that gets people into a little altered state of consciousness where you realize that you create your beliefs. Your beliefs create your life. So if you create the beliefs that create your life, what does that make you? And if you do it, and I have things that I do with you, you go into this, this space where you have an experience. I'm not my beliefs. I'm the creator of my beliefs. I am pure consciousness. I am limit limitless possibility. So can you live without beliefs? I don't know, but you wouldn't want to, because if you have beliefs that are working for you, Absolutely keep them. So when people come to me, they don't come to me and say, I want to eliminate beliefs. Nobody cares about eliminating beliefs. They care about eliminating patterns. So, what a pattern is, is a pattern is observable. So, I can see you procrastinate. I can see you be in relationships where you're not treated well. I could see you trying to lose weight and not. I could see you depressed. I could see you not express yourself. I could watch you in meetings, never speaking up. I could, that's so patterns, I could watch, you have a fear of public speaking, you're very nervous up there. So patterns are observable, beliefs are not. Beliefs underlie the patterns, they cause the patterns. So what I look at is, what do you wanna change in your life? What do you want to be different? And those are only going to produce beliefs that don't serve you, and so when you get all the beliefs underlying the pattern, the pattern disappears and never comes back. How are beliefs formed? Great question. You actually said it, <laughs> so I'll highlight what you said. Okay. Very, very, um, uh, very succinctly. So you come into this world. We come into this world. And we don't know if we're good enough or not good enough, important or not important, capable or not capable. We don't know if money is scarce and hard to get or it's abundant. We don't know if we could um, uh, have anything we want or if, if we deserve it or we don't.
2: We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. now back to the show.
1: So we come in as a kind of like almost blank slate and we look at our little environment, mom and dad or mom and mom or dad and dad or whatever your family looks like. Now there's three things that, you know, the first time I had a client in Uganda, I remember asking her, what does your child do when you come home at night? And virtually every client in every country around the world says the same thing. Do you have kids?
0: Of course. I got
2: twins.
1: How old? How, oh, how old? 10. 10. Okay. So if you remember when they were three and you walked in, they, what did they do when they see you?
0: And they ran up to me and they're like, they, ran up. Yeah,
1: sure. they run up to me. And that those are the exact words that pretty much everybody says and they want three things, right? They want, what do they want when they haven't seen you all day?
0: Attention. Attention. Valida- First thing they want validation. Validation. And well, I mean, love. I mean, love.
1: love. Yeah. So you nailed it. So I alliterated it because it sounds better. Affection, attention, and acknowledgement. Now, what's the one-word question every child asks all day long? Why. Yeah. Why? <laughs> the reason I did that, the way I did it is first of all, I hate lecturing that's you know I mm. like interact. But I want everybody to get that I'm not making this stuff up. right <laughs> it From him. It didn't come from me. Mm. So every child alive wants affection, attention, acknowledgement, and every child alive wants asks the question, why? Why can't I live up to my parents' expectations? Why are they criticizing me? Well, I guess I'm not good enough. Why are they looking at their iPhone when they're talking to me? Well, I guess I'm not important. I pause on that because that's my soapbox with parents, especially young parents. <laughs> <laughs> parents of my generation went behind the newspaper. Right. Um, right. right. So... Um, why am I not getting kisses and hugs and affection? I guess I'm not lovable. Why are mommy and daddy complaining about money all the time and worried about money? I guess money is scarce and hard to get. Now, here's the, here's the thing that's going to be a little tricky to understand when you do the process, it becomes very, very real. But it seems like you could see your beliefs in the world. And that's why they stay with us, no matter what evidence people have to the contrary. I've worked with five Harvard PhDs who all had the belief I'm stupid. Now they knew, they knew they weren't stupid, but they still believed it and it still ran their lives. So if you go back to childhood and I say to you, Doesn't it seem like you saw I'm not good enough? Well, yeah, every day of my life. Really? So anything you could see has a color, shape, and location. You can't see I'm not good enough. And it's like Santa Claus. You can believe in Santa Claus for eight years. And the moment you get, wait a minute, that's my dad. Boom the belief is gone. I never saw that there was a Santa Claus. I made that up. I made up the tooth fairy. I made up the Easter bunny. Boom. And the belief never comes back. And that's why our process works so well. Because when people get that, I work with incest survivors, um, my favorite population, sexual abuse, because in one, two Mm -hmm. sessions, we change their lives. So that's how beliefs. Get formed.
0: So, is it most of the time? I mean, I'm, I'm, I mean, I've done a little research in this space. Uh, I've done a lot of reading and educating myself on neuroscience and the, how 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 our brains are wired. And it, from my understanding, it's those first six years. Those first six years are so. I forgot who it was. It was a religious group that said give me the give me the child for the first six years and I'll tell give me the boy for the first six years and I'll tell you the man that he'll be something along those lines it was a religious uh, sect I forgot what uh Mormon or someone I forgot what it was but um but I found that that's the case that in those first six years and I was very conscious of Ray when we were raising our daughters and my wife is a social worker and she delves into this work as well uh to be careful about what we did, and we're not perfect, no one is. But I feel that also, and this is going past the question for a second, when you do something that's wrong, let's say, like you're on front of the phone, or you snap because you're in a bad mood or something, if you go back and explain to them, it's not you, daddy's having a bad day, mommy's having a bad day, it has nothing to do with you, and blah, blah, blah. That helps, because if you say nothing, then their mind will start kicking and they'll go, well, I guess that's me. So, so that's two questions. So two parts of question. So is it, it is, is it the first six years of childhood that really, really hardwired stuff in, but throughout childhood, most of our beliefs are based on the experience of our childhood, correct?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So we say six to eight for self-esteem beliefs for sure. Mm -hmm. Even money, life, life is hard. You know, all that comes from your environment early on. Some beliefs, if there's an extreme, like if you are uh, uh, abused in some way or something terrible happens, you know, your father loses everything and goes bankrupt when you're 12 years old, you know, stuff like that. But mostly, yes, it comes from early in childhood. And yes, cleaning up, you know, I, I, I take uh, umbrage always to the words good, bad. I, in fact, I did a parenting course last night um, for uh, this school On Zoom, and it's my favorite thing in the world to do. I have an eight module parenting course that I created because when I started doing this work, I realized, oh my God, if we could transform the way we parent, we could change the world. You know, people could literally stop suffering. And you don't have to be a perfect parent, you just have to be a conscious one. And you also need to get trained because I taught these were very conscious. This was an alternative school and very conscious parents. And they were blown away by the skills and tools that I, some of which I taught them. Mostly I said, what you said is that when your child walks away from you, ask yourself the question, what did they just likely conclude out of that interaction? And is that a belief I want them to have for the rest of their life? And if not, like you said, just clean it up. And and way to, to say it is, what you need and want is very important, and I can't give it to you right now. I'm on the phone. But when I hang up or at lunch or tonight or whenever it is, you'll have my undivided attention. But the words good, bad, right, wrong are always judgment, and they don't tell you anything. You didn't do anything wrong. You just did something that might have a consequence. And you know, when you're talking to the kids, it's the same thing. It's, it's not like it's bad or good. It just hitting doesn't work, it hurts. So it's not okay to hit people. Or, you know, if you don't do your homework, you know, you you might fall behind, you know. So it's not bad, you didn't do anything wrong. You know, I worked with, um, we did a criminal study. That was one of the most fascinating experiences um, because people would say, oh, you shot people. Now he didn't kill anybody, but he shot people. Well, you're a wife beater. You know, and when we worked with these guys, you know, they had beliefs. If you do something wrong, you deserve to be punished. And the way to be punished is to beat
0: or That's to do or, or to act out or to do got Well, it. to
1: beat somebody because when he was a kid, if he did something, sure, he got beaten. So violence, when, violence. So when his wife did something or his girlfriend did something, it didn't occur to him to not beat her. I mean, that's what you do. That's why I'm so vehemently and violently and crazy against, uh, vehemently against violence because it perpetuates violence.
0: Generationally. <clears throat> in,
1: generally, exactly, generationally. So um, uh, the other guy had the belief that his father told him if somebody gets in your face and razzes you with a gun and you don't shoot them, you're going to lose respect in the hood. So he said, Chili, I shot somebody over a $5 bill. He said, you know, it was like ridiculous. It never occurred to me to not. So so there's no bad and good. There are people who have beliefs and, you know, there's a a new book out. And I love what they say. It's um, Don't ask what's wrong with that person. Ask what happened to that person.
2: We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor
0: and now back to the show that's a great that's, that's absolutely true because i mean i've started to look at people now too when you start seeing people act up in public because there's a lot more of that going on the karens of the world and the kens of the world that are literally throwing a fit in public you look at them and you're like well that's obviously they had something in their past like they were pampered as a child they when they threw fits before they were given what they wanted and that, but now it's gotten to this point where like, it's, it's insane. I mean, over a cup of soup or, or, or or a parking spot or something so irrelevant. Um, But you feel sorry for them. Like, why are they in so much pain? When I run into people or I see people who are bitter, angry, mean to other people, I actually feel empathy for them. I'm like, what happened to you that you need, you feel the need to do that to another human being. It's really, it's interesting to, to look at. I mean, it, it, it's truly interesting to, to, I mean, the human being is a very fascinating. The human mind is extremely fascinating.
1: I said that to my friend last night. I said, human beings are endlessly fascinating.
0: Without, without question now all these patterns that we have and, and we all have them in one shape form and some we've been able to we root out and other ones are really deep-seated that you have to do inner work to get them out how do you break these limiting beliefs these beliefs that are hurting you in your life
1: well the only way I could de- I could do that is to demonstrate it where I would take you through the process um, we have enough time sure. I did it- I did it on Sharkpreneur and the guy was, it was so cool. Absolutely. So I I, it, I'm,
0: I'm, I'm, open. I am an open book. So let's,
1: normally I don't. So I'll demonstrate it. Now what I'm going to ask you to do mm-hmm. to your listeners mm-hmm. is you can watch and it will be interesting. Mm-hmm. You can also get a pen and paper and you can go through it with me and with Alex. Okay. 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 So um, I'm I'm not going to start with a, a pattern unless I have to. I'll start with a belief. So so I'm gonna I, I'm gonna see if I can do this because it's the one I like to do. So even though people have done a lot of work on themselves and whatever, the most common belief that almost every single person that I've worked with, and I work with CEOs, I work with famous. I work with. I hate saying that, but I work with a lot of people who um you wouldn't think had the belief I'm not good enough and and do.
0: Oh, I've been in the film business. I I I have worked with actors and everybody in the film business, trust me. I you understand that. <laughs> I understand it. every single one of them has imposter syndrome. Every single one of them has it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, I want everybody to take a deep breath with me and then I'll see if Alex wants to pick this one or a different one. Okay. Um uh And we'll go with, and and I'm going to ask the people listening to go with this one and we'll see what Alex does. Okay. Say, I'm not good
2: enough. I'm not good enough. Now say, I'm a monkey. I'm a monkey.
1: So when you say I'm a monkey, how does it feel?
0: The exact same thing that it felt for me that I'm not good enough.
1: Okay. So for most people, I'm not good enough. Didn't feel good. It didn't feel good to say.
0: It doesn't, so. it's not that it doesn't feel good. It's that I've, for me, I've kind of gotten past that for me personally, right. Right. So I then, understand that I'm good enough and that took me a long time to get to. Right.
1: So I want to make another distinction, understanding something. Now I get, if, if it has no resonance It probably is not true. I'm going to ask you one more question. But the fact that you understand something doesn't get rid of our beliefs. In other words, somebody says to me, I am, well, I'm important. And I said, I don't believe I'm not important. I said, really, if you lost your job tomorrow and you weren't CEO anymore and you had to be a mail carrier, would you feel just as important? He said, no. I said, if you believe you're you're important, your importance isn't a function of anything. It's not mm-hmm. outside you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So is there anything that makes you good enough?
0: Is there anything that makes me good enough? Um, in what, in what scope?
1: What makes you good enough?
0: Uh, I try to be good enough in every aspect of my life.
1: That's not, yeah. So again, and, and for everybody doing this. Yeah. What, what makes you good enough? So people usually say, well. Okay. I, I, I'm I'm
0: kind, I'm kind, I'm empathetic. I try to help. I try to be of service. Right.
1: So that's the, that's the, the trick. And again, I'm not going to push it with you, but if you have to be something in order to be good enough, see the answer to that question is nothing. I just am.
0: That's, 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 that's basically what I couldn't articulate it, but that's essentially what I feel. feel that way.
1: I am good enough, no matter if I never had another podcast, if I never made another dollar, I'm still good enough.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, so what's a belief that you might have about money or life or people or
0: um, belief in uh, losing weight.
1: You don't go there.
0: Okay, then that's, the uh, that's a tough one. All right. Um, I mean, I could
1: do it, but it's not going to make any difference at all. And I it's not where I want people to go. Okay, it's the only pattern that is complex. Like you say, deep seated beliefs, beliefs are in your
0: mind. They're right. not deep seated.
1: <laughs> so, yeah.
0: so as far as a, so ask the question again,
1: just any belief that you have.
0: Um, okay, any positive or negative? Does it matter? No, 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 it has ne- to be a, ne- a negative. negative. Yeah, a negative belief um, that you want to get rid. Let's say, let's say for for that money is limited. Let's throw it out there. Okay, money is limited. I don't particularly believe that I have those limiting beliefs, but I want to kind of go down the road to see if I have them. If I'm intellectually, yeah, no, 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 no. I
1: might know. So, so tell me, tell me something in your life, <clears throat> and again, you have to be willing to be really transparent to do that. Sure, this. I mean, okay. Exactly. So is there anything in your life that you would like to up-level that's not singing in the way besides weight, anything
0: else? And if I have to do weight, I'll do it. No, no, no. I'm trying to think now. Um, uh, My God, I can't believe I don't have any, like something that's like been beating me in the head. No,
1: anything Um, that you just say, you know, I procrastinate about certain things, or you know, I have a lot of money, but it just I worry about it sometimes, or it doesn't feel like I'm afraid it's going to be gone. Or, um, uh,
0: I have, oh man, I'm sorry, I'm a horrible subject matter for this. I apologize. Uh, I'm just, I'm truly, I've been doing a tremendous amount of work on myself the last few years, so I'm trying to like, yeah. I've, I'm trying to like, uh, I'm trying to think of something that I really want to focus on. Um, uh, I, 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 I believe that opportunities don't present themselves as much as I would want them to like, it, it frustrates me that I can't get certain guests or certain things won't happen because of whatever reason. And that that's okay. something that it's, so it's, that's a pattern. Okay.
1: What do you believe? What might you believe? That would have that. Be oh, so. that
0: I'm not. I'm not a big enough personality in the space that I'm trying to achieve. So if I'm going after Steven Spielberg, right? And Steven Spielberg says no, that means that I'm not Oprah. Because <laughs> uh, Oprah, he 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 might say no to Oprah too, but he more right. than likely would say yes to Oprah. Yeah, things like that. So that's something that. Yeah. I it guess have, more- again,
1: it would have to be more core because. It may be so that you're not as big as Oprah. No,
0: but, I, I know I'm not.
1: <laughs> but does that here's? Let me see if I could do it this way. It's, it's not how I would have liked this to happen. Sure, sure. But, sure. Uh, I'm but sorry. That's okay. No, no, no. Uh, but if people want to do the process using, I'm not good enough. That will be fine. But um, I would like to teach a tool, but I'm not. I don't know that I'm going to have time. To help you get past that, even where you have beliefs. Mm-hmm. And it's about giving meaning to events. So we'll go, we'll we'll go there at the end. Um, so the belief might be I have to be huge or I have to be as big as Oprah to get those people. Mm-hmm. Is there anything underneath this? no I'm not good enough? There's no I anything like Oh, I mean, that.
0: underneath underneath that would be I'm not good enough to. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. And now back to the show. It's not that I'm not good enough to sit in the, in the ring with, with you right. know, those kind. I, I have no issues with that. Um, I feel very, very comfortable doing that because I've spoken to 800. I've interviewed 800 people. So it's like, for me, it's right. not that big of a deal. Right. Um, the belief is more of, I think more of a belief that the frustration of getting through, pol- getting through the politics or getting through the gatekeepers or those kinds of beliefs that I'm just like, ah, that's the things that really kind of frustrate me sometimes that I can't get there. It, impatience, uh, things sh- that aren't happening fast enough, but I think that's everyone suffers for that.
1: Yeah, but, but again, is there anything that you believe that would stop you from asking Steven Spielberg?
0: No, because I've already asked.
1: Let me ask you. Something. If I if I said to you yeah. when you were a kid, yeah. did you ever see does it feel like don't be a smart rat with me. Does sure. it feel like you saw money is limited? Oh, absolutely. Okay, so do that with me. Sure. So where did the belief money is limited come from? From watching my parents say more.
0: My parents, my parents both struggled with money. Um, My, just my parents had, my parents struggled with money all their lives. So I I got to a place where I never even asked for money. I needed to start hustling myself to make my own money. I never once remember ever asking my mom, hey, can I have 20 bucks for tonight? I just went out and garage sale, did whatever. But that was a belief that I had. So that's a belief that's inside of me to this day. Perfect. I have to do it myself. Oh, I have to do it myself. I have to go out and hustle the money myself. And the power lives within me to generate the money. You know, for me, it's the one, you know, it's like a beautiful thing that my mother-in-law said to my wife. She's like, all I know is that I know you'll never be hungry because Alex will always figure a way out to make money, no matter what. And it's just the way I am.
1: Perfect. So here's the deal. One interpretation. So we're going to play a game. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not, no more, once we're in the process, no stories. I want you to just answer my questions. Okay. And everybody listening, where did your belief I'm not good enough come from? Okay. So money is limited. We're going to play a game. The game is called valid interpretations. and Mm -hmm. We're going to make believe that we're watching a video of your childhood and we see your parents struggling with money. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And you say, see Auntie Shelley, money is limited. Mm-hmm. And I say, well, that's one interpretation, sweetheart. What's another interpretation that you couldn't see at the time that you could see now that would explain your parents' situation other than money is
0: limited? Um, well, I mean, for my interpretation is that they, they weren't educated in the process or they had their own. Well,
1: right. we're going to do one at a time. So one interpretation is they did not have financial education and intelligence. They didn't know how to make money. They didn't know how to invest money. They weren't money savvy. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean money is limited. Is that a valid interpretation? That is. Excellent. What's another?
0: Um, That they didn't have, well, I guess the same thing. They didn't have the tools, the financial literacy to deal with that. There's the same thing, but right. essentially, um, what's another that money was? You had to work extremely hard for money. That that's another
1: belief. That's another belief. Okay, mm-hmm. so we're going to stay with money. Ooh, this is starting. Ooh, I'm starting to get tingly. <laughs> yeah. Good. Okay. So these are the beliefs that come out once we start digging. We're going to stay with money is limited. So one interpretation is money was limited for who.
0: Um, for my for my family, my, my yeah.
1: money was limited was limited to your parents. But if Richard Branson was your dad or Jeff Bezos was your dad, it might have been different. Yes, correct, correct. So that's a valid interpretation. Okay, what did your parents do?
0: Oh, my mom did multiple jobs. Um, she's just she did a ton of different jobs, from collections to working in ho- okay. in hospitals. And I mean, that's a ton. Of and stuff. your dad? He's a machinist.
1: Okay, good. So when you're blue collar, or when you don't have, um, oh, I'm gonna give you a good one in a minute, um, a certain education, maybe money is limited when you do what they do, but it doesn't mean it's limited when do we do. Is Correct. that a valid, what Steven Spielberg does? Correct. That, that's a valid interpretation. Yes. Now, I'm gonna tell you another one, this is very important. Before the internet, people work from nine to five, They got paid salaries. Today, I have a product called Natural Confidence, 19 Self-Esteem Beliefs. You can do it, it's relatively inexpensive and it sells while I sleep, okay? We all know what passive income is, right? So one interpretation is maybe money was limited before the internet In in, in an industrial society, money was limited in an information age, Companies, people are making millions of dollars where their company's not even showing a profit. <laughs> so
0: kids, are on, kids are unboxing toys and making $10 million a year. Influencers. Influencers
1: who go on these you know, social media sites and talk about are making millions. So if there are other valid interpretations that would explain your childhood, is what you said money, is limited is that the truth or one interpretation
0: it's an interpretation great now
1: doesn't it seem like as a child you saw that yes i did see that awesome did you ever see
0: money is limited the actual no i didn't see that i made that in my mind
1: good So for everybody doing this with me, whatever belief you're working on, I want you to get that it feels like you saw it, but that belief does not have a color, a shape, or a location. And anything you could see has a color, shape, and location. Correct. So if money is limited, wasn't out there to be seen, where has it been all these years? Say that again. If, if the belief wasn't out in the world to be seen, mm-hmm. where was it? It was in my mind. Beautiful. You, just like me and everybody else, made that up. Mm-hmm. Correct. Awesome. Do you really
0: get that? I get it completely.
1: Okay, good. Now, I'm going to make a distinction. Okay, you're going to love this, Alex. <laughs> I know you will. Mm-hmm. Consequences versus meaning so the consequences of your of your parents not having money was you didn't get new sneakers when you wanted them you didn't ask for things the way other kids did there were consequences Mm -hmm. you might have felt fear as a kid around money you know we're going to have enough i'm not minimizing the consequences of whatever happened to anybody who's listening. And I'm gonna give you some extreme example in a minute. But I'm gonna ask you a question and don't answer it just in case you've been down this road before. I want you to just sit with it. What does it really mean that your parents
2: struggled with money? Now, I'm going to ask everybody to do this with me
1: if. Steven Spielberg says no to you mm-hmm. or let me let me do something that everybody can relate to. If you are in a room okay. and somebody, you know, comes in and doesn't say hello, what might you automatically think?
0: Oh, that they're there. I, I did something wrong. It depends okay. on the person. I did something. Wrong. Right. That's meaning.
1: So whatever everybody said, they're rude. They didn't see me. They're having a bad day. That's meaning. Whatever you said, where did that meaning come from? Your mind. Beautiful. All meaning comes from your mind. It's a story. It's a story you tell. It's meaning. Whatever it is. Yes. Meaning comes from you. If meaning comes from your mind, do events have inherent meaning? Nope. No. So events have no meaning. So Alex said that like, yeah, for most of you, it's what? So my husband died six years ago. right? And he was one of the most extraordinary, magnificent human beings.
2: We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. And now back to the show.
1: I've ever known on the planet. And I loved him with every ounce of love that mm-hmm. you could love somebody. The fact that he died does not mean anything. Now, it isn't that it doesn't matter or it's no big deal, but we. another way of saying events have no meaning is we don't know anything for sure because something happens. So the fact that he died doesn't mean I'll never be happy again. I'll never love again. I'm going to starve to death because I don't know how to run a business and my business is going to go under. The events don't tell us anything. I had the best year last year and I had no idea what I was going to do because I work with people. That's, you know, I speak in front of groups. I don't run business. Well, somehow I figured it out. And I'm not doing a great job. But I'm, You're mean, doing I'm,
0: fantastic. You're doing I'm fantastic. Doing,
1: I'm doing okay. <laughs> I am doing okay. So, so events have known. So, what does it mean that your parents struggled about money?
0: It doesn't have an inherent meaning at all. It is just yeah. what it. It is what it is. Perfect.
1: Now, doesn't it seem like the events? made you feel like money is limited yes awesome can events that have no meaning make you feel anything uh no good so again i'm working with somebody who's really committed to doing his work I'm,
0: i'm trying he's trained
1: so for those of you who are not having as easy a time as alex is breathe it's perfect yeah so here's the thing if you're walking down the street and a man walks past you and it has no meaning what are you going to feel
0: arguably nothing Nothing. because we we pass people by the street all the time
1: and if it has no meaning you're not going to feel anything but if you give it the meaning he's dangerous what are you going to feel fear if you give it the meaning he'll protect me what are you going to feel protected you'll feel safe so events that have no meaning can't make
0: you feel anything. That's a power, That's a powerful statement. Yeah, very powerful statement. And
1: I'm going to show you. How, and I'm going to show you what I promised at the end: how to use this to get rid of negative emotions in the moment, even if they're coming from beliefs, which meaning does come from mostly from beliefs. So what, So what made you feel like money was
0: limited? Um, seeing struggle,
1: but seeing struggle had no meaning.
0: Seeing no had no meaning inherently, but in my mind, there's ah. emotion attached to seeing <laughs> someone <laughs> you <laughs> love. No.
1: no, no, no. There's no emotion attached. Blah blah blah. blah. Emotion <laughs> comes from meaning. Emotions okay. are feelings; they come from meaning. So, what made you feel like money was limited? If the events have no meaning, what did mm-hmm. you? And you said it, but I want to clean it up a little. So what, what produces the feeling?
0: It's seeing for me, seeing my parents struggle.
1: But what does it mean that your parents struggled? Pain. No. What does it mean? Oh, it, mean,
0: it does it inherently means nothing.
1: Right. So you keep saying inherently, we're not qualifying it. It just doesn't mean anything. It doesn't Good. mean anything. Good. Can events that have no meaning make you feel anything? No. So what made you feel like money is limited?
0: Nothing other than whatever I made up the story in my mind. But that's not
1: nothing. That's something. So it's the meaning you give the events that caused your feelings, not the events. Watch this. Everybody close your eyes. Close your eyes, Alex. And imagine Auntie Shelley is there. And I say, sweetheart, Jeff Bezos lives lives next door. You know, your parents (laughs) are not money. They don't have money literacy. They're not, you know, we don't have an internet yet. When you grow up, the world is going to be different. Money will be abundant. You can create it while you sleep. And if you had said, oh, I see Andy Shelley, my parents struggle with money, but there's lots of people that don't. And I certainly don't have to. And as you're giving the same events, that meaning do you still have the feeling money is limited? No. And if you didn't, then would you today? No. Awesome. Okay, open your eyes. Take a deep breath. Say money is limited.
0: Money is limited. I, 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 I feel like cracking up as I say it. Yes. And
1: that's what everybody, most people say. It feels silly
0: now. It feels absolutely silly. It's fascinating. It's fascinating going through this process with you, Shelly, because it's, it's that belief is a belief that I've washed away a while ago. Um, But the belief that that, that those events, when I was younger, that I had to work hard for my money.
1: So let me just say, let me just do that with you. So, one interpretation is you have to work hard for your money. What's another interpretation that would explain your parents, how they work? Oh,
0: the, 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 the not having the literacy and they don't financial have the literacy, education. They don't right.
1: have the internet. They don't have the education. Yeah, there was,
0: it was a different world, right?
1: Different world. So again, if there are other ways to interpret the events is what you said, you have to work hard for money. Is that the truth or one interpretation?
0: Oh, it, just, it was just one interpretation. Because no question. It seemed
1: like you saw that. I'm sorry? Doesn't it seem like you saw that? Mm -hmm. Did you Mm -hmm. ever see you have to work hard for money? Nope. No. And all you saw was what? What did you see?
0: I just, uh, what do you mean? Like I just saw my parents struggling. Exactly. And working hard. And working hard.
1: By the way, another interpretation is, and I always say this, this is a very common belief, by the way, I I always say they work very hard, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Did they have money? No. So another interpretation is working hard is not the way to get money.
0: <laughs> but yeah, my belief became different because I was, I was blessed enough to have a parents that I could live with. So when I made money, I didn't have overhead. So in yeah. my belief system was like, ah. when I work hard, I make money in that. That was a belief that I kept going for a long but, time. But here's
1: the thing. Where was I have, what is it? Sorry. What does it mean that your parents worked hard?
0: It means it, it doesn't mean anything.
1: It has no money. It has no meaning. So again, where if if money, you have to work hard for money, wasn't out in the world to be seen, where was it?
0: It was in my mind.
1: Good. And what does it mean that you piece? Uh, sorry. And if you had given the same events, different meaning, if you had said, when I grow up, I'm going to learn how to make money in my sleep. You know, you, would you have ever have had that feeling that money is hard to get? I'm uh, sorry, that. You have to work hard to make money. No. Good. So take a deep breath. Say you have to work hard to make money.
0: I have to work hard to make money. It's the same thing. It feels it feels silly. Yeah, it feels foolish. Now,
1: our beliefs determine our behavior, our reality our mm-hmm. emotions, mm-hmm. but they also determine the meaning we give events. So let's assume Steven Spielberg says no. And you give it the meaning, well, I'm not big enough. That's why. Then you may not ask him again. But if you say, you know, the fact that he said no could mean I'm not big enough,
0: could could
1: mean a thousand things.
0: He's busy. He'd love to, but, you know, he's He's, tired. He's he's
1: tired. tired. He's not doing podcasts right now. But the fact that he said no has no inherent meaning. Mm-hmm. Even if you think you know why you do something, meaning is still made up. I could get you to see that it's not true. Whatever you think, why you do things. That's why why is not a powerful question. What is a much more powerful question.
0: Oh, I, I it was the other day. I, I had a, an experience where something happened through a text, which a text or emails are always really, you can interpret them a thousand different ways. Right. I created a story in my head. I was preparing for battle for the situation. And when I got that person on the phone, they're like, hey, what's up? And it was completely made up in my head. And I was like, wow, I completely built this up. So like defenses were up, but luckily it was just nothing. Right, and what, but- I, what I gave meaning, the other person gave, oh, okay, no big deal. Right, now
1: I'll tell you something that happened to me with, with a, a podcast, and I'm gonna show you how to use this. Now, when you get rid of beliefs, Life changes effortlessly. Mm-hmm. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to prep this. What I'm teaching you is a practice. It's, this is different. So, do you know who Mark Hyman is?
0: I the name sounds familiar. Okay.
1: So, Mark Hyman is um, a, a functional medicine doctor. He's written fourteen best-selling books.
2: We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. And now back to the show.
1: And um, I think at one time he was Hillary Clinton's doctor. He is my client and he is a dear friend. So he said, I'm going to have you on my podcast one day. Now he has 25 million downloads. I think he's in the top 27 of all podcasts, not in his field. So we do this podcast and you're not, I'm not supposed to tell anybody who my clients are. And with 25 million downloads, he starts talking about his work with me and how it's impacted his life. And he starts telling stories. And I'm like sitting there going, Oh my God, this is, I I never expected this in a million years. So we get off with an amazing podcast. Mm -hmm. And I go into this course where we teach what we call the occurring, this process that I'm teaching you. And I, Just about to go into the course, and I get a text from him. He was away, so his people weren't doing it, and he thinks he forgot to press a certain button and we may have lost it. And I watched myself start to go, and I said, Wait a minute, what happened? So, write this down What happened? Mark said he may have not gotten the podcast. What meaning am I giving the events? I'm never going to do it as good. We're not gonna do it again. I'm not gonna be on his podcast. He's never gonna tell those same stories. Okay, all you have to do is come up with one meaning. What does it mean? What do we know for sure because that happened?
0: You're gonna, it's not there anymore.
1: No, no, what meaning do the events have? None. None, we don't know anything for sure because either he, he lost it or he said he lost it. It doesn't mean anything, right? We don't know. It could be better next time. We don't know. So I breathed and I said, okay. And I get into my course and we're just about to end the course. And I get a text and he says, I got it.
0: You see, it's the same thing.
1: (laughs) I saved myself an hour of angst and upset and aggravation. Yeah. 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 That was powerful. Yes. And, 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 it's, you know, things happen all the time and you just, the moment you have a negative emotion and when people say, well, is it really negative emotions? Yes. There are emotions you don't like. If I, I don't want to walk around feeling sad. It doesn't mean I don't let myself. I grieved when my husband died, but I don't want to stay sad. I don't want to stay angry. I don't want to stay disappointed. It right. doesn't feel good And my, who wants to do that? Anytime you have a negative emotion, stop and ask yourself, what just happened? I just locked my fob to my car in the trunk of my car. And of course, my battery on my phone was red because I had just hiked and talked to my girlfriend the whole time. (laughs) So, you know, and I go, oh, my God. And then I called AAA. I, I, I called my neighbor. She came. And what I noticed was triple a came they couldn't get into the car my neighbor drove me home he ended up walking on the roof and jumping onto my terrace I, i mean it was a and never once did i give it meaning it's just like oh this is happening and i never got upset i never got frustrated it just oh this is happening and basically for me my there's two things. One is I'm not in Afghanistan or I'm not in the Ukraine, right? You know, that book don't sweat the small stuff. Mm -hmm. Don't (laughs) you're right, but, but it's harder to just go well and rationalize it. But if you get that, no matter what happens, my clients say one last story, my client's daughter was 11 years old and she had terrible stomach pains. And she called, she took her to the emergency room and she started to get panicky, but she was in my occurring course. And she said, wait a minute, what meaning am I giving it? Something terrible is wrong with my daughter. What else could it mean? She's got gas. What does it mean that we're in the emergency room? Nothing. Four hours later, doctor comes in, says she's fine, take her home. And her child looked at her and said, mommy, thank you for not being nervous, because if you were scared, I would have been scared. So she not only saved herself, the, the fear and angst,
0: but she made
1: her daughter feel comfortable.
0: Do you? I wanted to ask you this, when there's an event, your, your kids don't do something or something that you wanted to happen doesn't happen. Yep. And you get angry. Yep. Isn't that a direct, uh, the, a direct correlation with you trying to control a situation that's uncontrollable?
1: maybe, but I'm going to let you look at it differently. Underlying anger is always powerlessness. Right. Yeah. You could do something about it. You would, but we get angry because we feel powerless.
0: Right. And it could be like, I just, I saw someone spill milk. I'm like, I'm angry because now I've got to go clean it up. And I feel powerless that I have to go clean it up. That's the meaning you feel
1: powerless that you could. Yeah. That's the meaning. So if you get rid of beliefs, you won't give it that meaning, but when you do, you could say, what does it mean that she spilled the milk? Right. It has no inherent meaning. None. Now. What can I do? So I gave it the meaning. So is it true that I have to clean it up? That's not inherent in the events. You could say honey here's a sponge mm-hmm. or let me show you how to do it so next time you can mm-hmm. clean you know clean it my father that was such a thing with my father he would slam the table and there's a yiddish word it's the only shluch and it means slob and he does you know and i had beliefs from that you know um yeah anyway. it's
0: really it's really <laughs> It's it's extremely powerful. I mean, this conversation has been extremely powerful. I hope it does help other people listening. Um, there is something that we have as human beings, which is a negative bias in our thoughts, generally speaking, from evolution. This is, again, a belief that I have, and an understanding that I have understood over time, is that when your mind thinks about things, it generally goes to the negative, because evolutionarily speaking, it wants to try to keep you safe from the tiger around the corner. Mm-hmm. So you will build up those stories, the bad stories, the things like, oh my God. It's never like that person didn't say goodbye, didn't say hi to me. Like they must be in a great mood. They are just so happy that they just didn't want to, talk, they love me so much. They'll talk to me later. That's never a thought pattern. It's always, what did I do wrong? How did I do? So there's a negative bias. Is there a way that we can break if we start going down that road? The negative road, yeah. Well, there's
1: there's two things. So I'm I'm very 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 much a nurture girl Mm -hmm. rather than a nature girl. Okay. Mm -hmm. So when people say things to me, Alex, I have a bias. Very 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 rarely, as we all say, nobody's a perfect parent. No, I trained, I wrote it by, I, I mean, I'm like who better than me. And I was not perfect because I have beliefs from my childhood that made me say and do things that I knew I shouldn't say and do. Given that, I think it's our negative beliefs that has, have us see things like that rather than, see, there is something called conditioning for another show. Your emotions get conditioned like Pavlov's dog. If every time you make a mistake, you get slapped,
0: you right. will start
1: having a fear associated with making a mistake. And mm-hmm. we have a process that deconditions that in a nanosecond. It's very powerful. So I'm not um, a subscriber, if you will, of this idea of blah blah, blah you know, brain and this and uh, anima tigers and whatever. Maybe. But here's what I know for sure. Our beliefs? determine our behavior. The meaning we give events determines our emotions. If you believe dogs are dangerous and a dog comes into the room, you'll give it the meaning that dog's going to bite me and you'll feel fear. So in answer to your question, the occurring is the most powerful tool. My husband did a TEDx talk called how to stop suffering. It's wonderful. If you start to give negative meaning to something, or if you start to feel, oh, they didn't say hello to me. Perfect, perfect analogy. They didn't say hello to me. And you start to, and you go, wait a minute, what meaning did I give it? They don't like me, or I'm too good for them. They're too good for me. Or they think whatever. what else could it mean? Well, it could mean they're preoccupied. It could mean they think I don't like them, but what does it mean that they didn't say hello to you?
2: We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. And now back to the show.
1: What's the inherent meaning in the events? Nothing. It has no meaning. You don't know anything for sure because they didn't say hello.
0: So I understand. So the thing I said in regards to the negative bias, it's all based around beliefs regardless. Because if you don't have though if you if you take beliefs out of it then there's no negative or positive it's it is what it is i want I, I
1: i'm not uh, i won't say who i was in hawaii, so my daughter lives in hawaii i spend a lot of time there so i was just in hawaii and i met a new friend of hers and he's very soft spoken and i'm thinking interesting very soft mm-hmm. so that night i'm talking to her and she says to me oh yeah." Uh, I didn't say anything, and we were talking about something, and she said, "Yeah, he had very angry parents," and I went, "Oh, I'll never be like them." And the next thing out of her mouth was, "And he said, I will never be like my parents." So how he is, his beliefs that the way his parents were was bad and wrong, and he's not going to be that way, had him be soft spoken. So everything we do is is based on beliefs formed in childhood. And uh, I believe that it is not good to be like my parents. I'm not gonna be that way. And he's not. But what, if you look at our lives, they're usually reaction and either reaction or as opposed to responsive. So we parent the way our parents parented or not that way, strict or permissive as opposed to the way I say it is what would serve God in the universe, God in the universe right now, right? To really look at in this moment, what happened? What meaning am I giving it? As opposed to, you know, oh, you didn't say hello to me or, oh, you think you're too good to be on my show? Or, oh God, I'm not big enough or whatever it is, just get,
0: Go ahead. So no, and and I'll I'll bring up something that's current in 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 the news today or in the in the news the last week or so was the Will Smith slap, which was such a massive thing. I mean, look at the end of the day, people are dying in the Ukraine, so it's not a big deal. But to see what he did on a world stage, so out of control, you have you have to think about like that reaction was absolutely not about that joke. It was about that Chris rocks joke. It had some deep. there was some pain, some stuff that he has not worked out. And that might've been the thing yeah. that just
1: popped. He up. didn't. So here's the thing. He didn't protect his mother when he was a kid. So he's going to now protect his wife, but here's, but here's the thing that's bigger than I love the example. Thank you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And thank you for doing the process. That was great.
0: I think
2: we're,
1: yeah. Um, if you read everything about it, what you're going to start seeing is uh, one of the three hosts, I don't remember which one, said a black man standing up for his wife. That's awesome.
0: That was not one of the hosts. It was, um, it was an actress who was in a movie with Jada Pickett-Smith. I forgot her yeah. name off the top of my head. But yeah, I saw that, I saw that, that exact quote.
1: So another one said, oh, he's violent and horrible and terrible. Mm-hmm. So everybody gives a different meaning. And Absolutely. the meaning they give it determines how they feel about what happened.
0: And, we're, and they're coming from their own, their, own, their own experience. So the one that's like, oh, a black man protecting his wife, isn't that beautiful? That means that she was never, she wanted someone like that at one point in her life.
1: Whatever. But 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 yes, so it comes, the meaning comes from beliefs, but the meaning is what causes the emotion. And if I went to Will Smith and said, why did you do that? He would say, well, I asked him to stop before and he didn't. And I'd say, that's not true. Here's why. And he'd say, you know, when you were a kid, you didn't protect your mother." he'd go, oh, that makes sense. And then somebody else would walk over to him and say, no, I have a degree in uh, uh, reactionary therapy, and you, you, you got a button put up, bu- and he'd say, "Oh, maybe that's true. Meaning is made up. All that happened was he did it." Now, what's useful is to ask, and and again with parenting, remember, I could talk to you for a long time about this. Yeah, but don't ask why, ask what. What is it about what your vegetables it? that you don't like? What? What is it that's what? Do you, what about not brushing brushing your teeth? Do you not like? Get to the source. Don't force. Get to the source. What is it? Not why don't you? They don't know why. What? What would it take for you to want to do your homework? What is it about homework you hate? What is it about taking a bath? What is it about going to bed? So get to the source of what it is, so that you can do something about it, as opposed to.
0: Yeah. And it's very interesting to see that Will Smith is a perfect example, because it's an event that everybody pretty much on the planet has seen at this point in the game. And everyone has a different opinion on it. And yeah. everyone has a positive or negative connotation to it. Like some people feel empathy towards Chris, other people empathy towards Will, some have empathy towards both, some yeah. are angry towards Chris, for what he said, other people are angry. It all is depending on where they're coming from, their own beliefs. Yeah. Uh, and what they, and what their experiences of life is. So it's a really fascinating reaction to such a, I mean, such it is such a divisive event that it's it split down the middle. There's no good, bad, it's completely perspective. It's completely yeah. the meaning that is thrown on it from the person's point of view.
1: Totally. You know, my daughter lives on the North shore of Oahu and everybody's like surfing and happy and skydiving and life is good. And this vaccine comes along, which became political and it literally ripped relationships apart. My daughter said, mom, I got to get off the Island. You got to come take care of Loki. I can't have another vaccine conversation. So again, it's just points of view, the meaning you give the events as opposed to I'm going to have a vaccine. You don't want one, don't have one, or, but just don't come near me or whatever. But, but, to be able to look at people's perspective and honor it and then choose to be with them or not be with them, but to not be angry and judgmental. And, you know, I used to scream at the TV when a certain politician would come on and my husband would say, honey, if you had his childhood, you'd have his beliefs and you'd be saying the same thing he is.
0: And you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. That's why I try to look more empathetically towards people when they are acting in certain ways, because you're like, they're in pain, they're in pain. And what, what caused that for them? What is it in their past that is a lot is making them feel that they need to do what they're doing now? It's, it's so beautiful. it's, 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 it's not easy. Uh, It's 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 taken it's taken me a while to get here, and it's not always perfect, but you try at least to have an.
1: And if you try doing the meaning thing, that will help you.
0: Yeah, absolutely. If it
1: gets rid of the emotion. Yeah,
0: it's and it's the and again it's the emotion that you apply to it because it's your perspective. No, the emotion. Yeah. So, like, perfect example: someone will look at a homeless person begging on the side of the road. And one person is like, "Get a job," and the yeah. other person is like, "How can I help?" Totally. And it's absolute perception, yeah. uh, perceptive uh, perception of the person who is looking at the person is homeless. That's the event, right? It is what it is, but how yeah. you approach it is completely different based on where you come from and your history and the baggage that you're carrying along yeah. and be- and your beliefs. You yeah. believe that if you're. You should get a job. I got a job. Why can't you get a job? That's right. Not not thinking about maybe they went through some stuff that you didn't go through, and if you went through those things, maybe you'd be the exact same place that they are. Absolutely. But there's different thought patterns. So, um, Shelly, I know I could talk to you for another three or four hours comfortably, <laughs> comfortably, totally. uh, and you could fix my entire life. Obviously, I believe that completely, one hundred ten percent. But I'm going to ask you two questions. I always ask all of my guests. Oh, okay. What is your mission in this life?
1: To have to help people be free, to live authentic, joyful lives.
0: Wonderful. A wonderful and
1: transform and to transform the way people parent. Wonderful. And what is the ultimate purpose
2: of life? Oh. For me, to love and be loved.
0: <laughs> not very one, profound. One, not, no, extremely profound. True. Extremely <laughs> profound.
2: We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. And
0: now back to the show. And um, where, can, where can people find out more about you and the work you do?
1: Okay so you should all go to recreateyourlife.com oh sorry no um, recreate your wait wait oh, sorry um we have a podcast link and i just oh, you, it came out of the blue um, <laughs> eliminate eliminate beliefs oh god wait a minute i'll
0: put it in the show notes how about eliminate that? a
1: belief eliminate beliefs.com if they
0: look up your name they could probably find you
1: on Google. yes recreateyourlife.com you could go to okay. but um but we'll put a different link in the show notes i think it's eliminatebeliefs.com um because that's our podcast link so we can kind of track it but yeah either but, one.
0: Shelly thank you so much for being on the show it's been an absolute pleasure and honor talking to you and thank you for the hard work you've been doing all these years and helping people on the along on their path in life so I appreciate you thank you so much
1: you're welcome and i appreciate you you are an Outstanding, outstanding interviewer, and I love being you. with
0: you. Thank yeah. you so much. I appreciate that. Yeah. I know so many of us hold on to these limiting beliefs about ourselves and what we can and cannot do. And I hope that this episode has helped you break through some of those limiting beliefs. I want to thank Shelly so much for coming on the show and helping us through that. If you want to get links to anything we spoke about in this episode, head over to the show notes at nextlevelsoul.com forward slash 064. And if you've only been listening to this over podcast and you want to watch these amazing conversations, please subscribe to our YouTube channel at nextlevelsoul.com forward slash YouTube. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, trust the journey. It is here to teach you. I'll talk to you soon.